welcome to part eight, not the year in film, 1981, part two, Let Them Fight. And had you heard that before, Carl? I think I have, but I'm not sure where. And tell me, why haven't they put that song in a freaking werewolf movie? That is just beyond perfect. Yes, I would agree with that. And this does fit in 1981. We'll get in because we're coming up to the last two films in the war of the Luga, of the Luga attack of, uh, the shapeshifters, Italian, the skinwalkers out west and in, in Mexican and Indian, and the loop, the werewolf. Which is English. And what's funny is just like vampires or other things, each culture's version of the shape shifter fits into their culture rather than just a generic thing which mm-hmm. are like vampires and the rest of the monsters. But as we left off, we left off for band two, and that's Carl Kafer. Greetings, salutations, everyone. Glad to be here. And we're, we're going to start with, I consider, the best and most solid of Disney's What the Fuck Were They Doing movies. <laughs> And this is one of the best of the sword and sorcery uh, Conan-like ripoffs to come out the 80s. Oh, and and that is one of the best. And that's Dragon Slayer. Don't, Absolutely. Don't believe the PG rating, folks. This movie has nudity. Gore, dragon eating the princess, just violence all the way. Reason, and it also has Sir Ralph Richardson, who's just like awesome. Yeah, but the problem is he he's there at the first, and then he makes a surprise appearance later in the film. Right. But it's oh, a this, damn good uh, oh God, That's yeah! Really good. Just don't believe the PG rating. And why did this? I know what everyone went to see. It's uh, Superman two and the next two films after Dragon Slayer. Why couldn't they have given Dragon Slayer a March release? Where I think it would have done a hell of a lot better. Because movies like I Dragon agree. Slayer did a hell of a lot better. Outside of the summer crunch. Well, remember you who had... released it, though. You know, it's released by Pictures. Disney, and it's backed by Disney, so it's a Disney movie. So, yeah, it's going to be summer. That was a big fucking mistake. No, Paramount Pictures. Disney did it, and they got embarrassed by it, so they got Paramount Pictures to release it. Oh, that's right. And any VHS or DVD 
is paramount. As a matter of fact, if you look at the movie Prince, there's no mention of the D word in it on the credits. Yeah, but for some reason I knew it was a Disney movie when it was released. I was in New York at the time, of course. Probably because they did put out some pre-release posters. Walt Disney presents a magical film of princesses, sorcery, and dragon slayers. Yep. Great film. Absolutely. And next, Roger Moore was sick and tired of how over-the-top and stupid that the Bond films had gotten, so he took a little bit of control and made one of the most human and small, small, it's small in story, realistic gadgets in this. Yeah, it's basically a spy novel. Yeah, and it's very close to, to the original. There's only four of the James Bond movies that I would consider James Bond novel movies. And that's right. Okay, you're uh, breaking up, my friend. Well, if I get bad, bad, start telling me. Uh, for your eyes only... The Living Daylights and the 2000s Casino Royale. And, of course, uh, uh, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, too. Yeah. And what's funny is this movie starts out, which makes this sort equal to On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Because even you only live... Even you only live, di- or is it diamonds forever? You're breaking up, my friend. Oh, I will call back, but just placeholder. I, I got you covered. I got you covered. Okay, yeah. so, so for, for your eyes only, um, stars, of course, Roger Moore, Carol Bouquet, uh, one of my favorite actors, Topol, uh, the Israeli actor. He was uh, Tevya and Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, but it is very, very much uh, uh, akin to the novels. Now, when I w- was a kid, I've read all the novels. And most of the films are, aren't anywhere close to what Ian uh, Fleming was, was dealing with in the novels. But this one is, and, and uh, uh, as Stephen said, uh, uh, um, the Living Daylights, Casino Royale, yeah. and of course, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. And uh, as I was saying before I left, even Diamonds Are Forever does not mention Tracy Bond. It no. just has Bond going to kill for some undisclosed reason. Right. This one yeah. is okay at the first five seconds, and then it gets stupid when Blowfield shows up in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. But after that, we get to the real story, 
which involves like arm smuggling and stuff, and it's good. And, and I was as surprised I said, how realistic it was when I seen it because I was used to the Moonraker. Yep. Over, yeah. But again, I got to give credit to, to Paul because he's one of the, he's Felix Leiter without being Felix Leiter. All right. Yeah, and like I said, uh, well, I didn't say this, but. He shows up and you think that he's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. But he isn't. No, that that would be Julian Glover, actually. Yeah, this movie has its little twists and turns. And plus it has one of the most successful Bond girls to ever come out of the magazine. And what really makes her special, Carl? Okay. She was a transsexual. Yep. And once they find out, they're like, does she... The first thought of every straight male was, ew, that's disgusting. Does she have a who? Does she have a pussy? I won't want to see her name. She's in Playboy. We're going to go look at that coochie all night long. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she had one of the biggest selling issues of Playboy. Yep. She did. She did. This is better than, this is the best of the Roger Moore films. Oh, by far. I do and like the, uh, Live and Let Die, but but yeah, it is. Oh, Live and Let Die has the best theme song of any of the Roger Moores. Yeah, and it has true. Baron Sunday. <laughs> yes. Not but, only Epic Koto, but, but what's his name? The Uncola guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him. <laughs> I can't do that laugh. No one can do that laugh but him. Absolutely. But in the third one to steal all the money this week uh, and kill Dragon Slayer is the Great Muppet Caper, which really is the worst and the messiest of the original Muppet trilogy. It wastes good work by... Diana Riggs, John Cleese, uh, Peter Ustinov, Peter Fall, Charles, mm-hmm. and, and Charles Grodin too. Uh, uh, I, I mean, Charles Grodin. It, it's just not a. It, it's a definite step down. There's no question of that. It's like take it's all de- the fantastical and fun elements of the Muppet movies and just dustbin them. Yeah. Certainly, the, the the least of them, I would agree, of, of of the first three or four. Then there's the two movies that me and Carl love the most out of all these, and yes, was Superman two, and that. What do we love the most? First, Glenn, 
Grant Page as the killer. With the Curtis. And the great Stacy Keach as an American trucker going across country with a dingo in Australia. in Australia. And that is the amazing, jaw-droppingly good road games. Now, now, one thing I will have to say. So, Richard Franklin, who directed this, it was this movie that got him Psycho 2. And, and Psycho 2 is damn good. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, it's this a is... really good film. This is, yeah. this is outstanding. You got me the uh, uh, the special DVD of that with yeah. all the extras. Just awesome. I love how Uridite, uh Stacy Keats plays it. He doesn't use... He calls people... You ignorant cretin, cretin. <laughs> yep. He says. I don't think uh, he actually swears in the whole movie, does he? No, he doesn't. And there's this one scene where he kicked this woman out of the truck, this old grouch, and he says, "Listen here, you obnoxious wig hag. You can go right <laughs> back to your husband on your broom if you want." <laughs> Yep. And Grant Page, the king of Australian stuntman, is just so good as the killer. Mm hmm. Agreed. Watch this. Love it. It's good. And next we love, because I'm just going to say one of my favorite line about this guy. All right, sir. Strangle him. Ha, 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 ha. You're kidding, right? No. Kill <laughs> him. Kill him. <laughs> what I like to say is, uh, about that gentleman is, I'm Warren Oates. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Is a strike which is better than it has any right to be. But then you look at the cast. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, Warren Oates, B.J. Souls, John Candy, who's great in it, John Larroquette, John Dahl, Lance Legault, Judge Hold, Joe Flaherty, you Dave notice Thomas. there's a there's a trend to a kin to a certain TV show on this in oh, this movie. Yeah. At SCTV. and yep. some Paxton guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Yeah, this, uh, and even Sean Young is good in this movie, which is surprising. Uh, about this movie is halfway through they had to change the entire third act of the movie because that scene where uh, Warren Oates tells them to kill kill uh, Bill Murray <laughs> he accidentally because he's up there fighting Bill Murray 
falls off the obstacle and breaks his back. Yep. And so they had to rewrite the whole thing because he was going to come in with them and, and, and fight. It's 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 fun. This is such a fun movie. Yeah. It just is. And you're right. And there's no reason why this should be as good as it is. But it is. It just is. And it has one of the best free... Uh, Reveille marches in movie history. Yeah, Do I diddy diddy by Manfred Mann. <laughs> <laughs> and there she was, just a walking down the street. <laughs> and don't forget, I want a Hulka burger. I want a Hulka burger, okay? Yeah. And the bit with PJ Souls and the ice cream scoop, which I don't know what he does, but <laughs> yeah, PJ Souls. Damn, I, I I fell in love with her in that movie. God, no lust, not love. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. And be that I think Blake Edwards. Earlier, thank movie. You're breaking him. up, man. You are breaking up. Yeah, we're going. We're going to have a storm here. But what I said is Blake Edwards probably met Carl earlier because <laughs> this movie is named after him. S O B or son of a. Yeah. This movie is great because it's so. You remember how we've talked about movies in the past? We're like, this movie doesn't have the bite. Yeah, that's not true. This, this movie one. has the bite of a pit bull that's hanging on you, and it's not going to fucking let go. <laughs> exactly. And it's on a certain part of your body. Uh, and yeah. it's painful. And uh, Blake Edwards. Blake ahead. Edwards did this film specifically because he was really pissed off at Hollywood and how how he had handled a couple of his previous films. So he wrote this screenplay, and oh my God, is it brutal! It's so brutal that he actually mocked his wife Julie Andrews into uh, showing her boobs in this movie. Uh, first and only and, time, by the way. Yeah, and you know what Blake Edwards said SOB stands for, and it's not son of a bitch. Okay. Sick of the bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says Julie Andrews, William Holden, who was in one of the, who was in the meanest satire of the 70s, Network, Network. which you must see. Mulligan. Larry Hagman, Robert Bond, Marisa Brown, Robert Wedber, Shirley Winters, and Loretta Slit, Craig Stevens, Robert Logia. Yep. Rosanna Arquette. Uh, da, 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 da. Larry Storch. 
Colleen Brennan. Oh, my God. That's the adult star, the redhead. Yep. And, and also just, great, char- great character actor Paul Stewart, who I always loved. Yeah. He's in this only for one thing. But, yeah. This is mean. This was too mean. I can remember reviews on Cisco Lieber where he said, Movie, but it's too goddamn mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a big hit in New York. This ran for well over a month in New York. We I know. It. This was an anger yell. Yeah. And next is a film that you'll be shocked flopped at the box office with a series of, one of the series of this director but it was a cult film as soon as it hit theaters oh yeah with Kurt Russell and this one did really well in New York too for good reason yeah but it didn't do good anywhere else if you do good in New York you know what that means you basically fucked everywhere else no it means it don't mean shit Mm mhm but, yeah, Kurt Russell, Lee Van Cleef, Ernest Borgnine, Donald Pleasance, Isaac Hayes. Who's the Duke? Hey, number one. Harry Dean Stanton, Adrian Barbeau, Tom Atkins, Season Hubley, Charles Cipher. Oh, definitely Frank Doubleday. One of the creepiest looking, naturally creepiest looking motherfuckers in ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Uh, George Butt Flower, Ox Baker, Jamie Lee Curtis. God, this movie is just so good. Yep. And I love that Kurt Russell starts out as a son of a bitch and ends the movie as a son of a bitch. As a son of a bitch. <laughs> yep. Because the other people are bigger sons of bitches. Yep. <laughs> Except this for is Borgnine. Borgnine's pretty fucking cool in this. I know. That's why <laughs> he's the one who really gets the revenge at the end, gets the final say at the end of the movie. Yes. And next is. One of the goof Disney put out in the 80s, it's good, but it's mean at the same time. It really doesn't know what it wants to be, and that's the fox and the hound. And Kurt Russell's in this movie, too. Yeah, Kurt Russell, Mickey Rooney, Pearl Bailey, Jack Alverson, Sandy Duncan. This is really a star fucker movie. Paul Winchester. Feldman. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, Pat Buttram, John Fielder, uh, Vic Bacallion. Yeah. yeah. Corey Feldman, even. Good Lord. And next it's, oh, is... It's okay. Go yeah. ahead. It's okay, yeah. And next is the only pro-alcoholism romance movie ever made. And there's only one reason to see this movie. 
And he deserved his damn Oscar he got for this. Absolutely. John Gilgood. That's why the second one sucks so hard. Yeah. Dudley Moore John. plays a drunk piece of shit who gets the fuck Liza Minnelli. And John Gilgood is his uh, butler. And Gilgood is We were jokingly, we were talking the other day about the one-liner Hall of Fame. Okay, here's another right. entry. John Gilgood, an author. I'm going to get out of the bath now. I'll alert the press. <laughs> Why yep. did they have to kill him half through the movie? I I don't know. I don't know. But Gilgood is the only reason to watch that. Agreed. And even Laura Journey and Mark Margulies is in it and like who cares? It's still good. Yeah. Go ahead. And next is a movie that if you look at the director, look at the poster, look at the... Oh, this is going to be a sweet, sweet romance. Uh-uh. This is one of the darkest, creepiest, deranged movies about romance ever made with the very great psychotic performance by Martin Hugh. Yep. Endless Love. You would think that Endless Love was going to be a love story. Eh-eh. It goes to dark, dark places. And they're like, and it doesn't come back. There's no, no happy endings to be had. Everybody ends up 200 times more miserable than they were at the first of the movie. Which, of course, is really nice to see with Tom Cruise and what happens to him in this movie. But James Spader, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, what the fuck were they thinking? I don't like the they, movie at all, by the way. Don't like it at all. Well, it's not a likable movie, and Franco Zeffirelli had to fight to make it unlikable, if you understand. No, I understand. And next is Peter Mediak. What the hell were you thinking? Are you fucking (laughs) stupid? No, I I can can, uh, tell you what he was thinking. I'm getting a paycheck. That's exactly what this movie was. Yeah, on paper, this movie's idea would have been great. But they don't go far enough with it. Not even close. And that is the great Zorro. Great title, Zorro the Gay Blade. But they don't... We're going to have a gay character, but we ain't going to let him be gay. Then why make him gay? Because yeah. the door of the gay blaze, the great movie title. It works. But, 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 but. Well, you know, one story about this that, that Peter Medic says, 
is they were fighting over the script and what they wanted to do with it. And they had to cast Ron Liebman, and, 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 and Liebman was supposed to be <laughs> the gay lover character. And, and and he wanted to do it, and he just said, God damn it, I fucked a gorilla, I can fuck a guy too. Yeah, they and they laugh. cut out what would have been, what would have been the funniest scene. It would be a scene where him fighting with swords, and all of a sudden they look at each other, and leave and look at Yeah, you're breaking up again. Yeah, but Liebman looks at him, and all of a sudden they get lust in their eyes, and Liebman or fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a shame they didn't they didn't let let them do it because that would have been a blast, <laughs> particularly with Liebman. That yeah. would have been so much. And next is a film that me and Carl fight about because I love, love, love this one. This is one of De Palma's very, very, very best. Steven, you're completely out, man. You're completely out. Oh, I'll be back, you son of a bitch. So blowout. De Palma. Now, now Steven said we fight about this. I'm not saying it's not a good movie. But I think it goes way, way over the top. I, I just, I don't know. Later to the Palma just doesn't work for me as well. And and I'm not, you know, saying that it's not a good movie and that you shouldn't watch it. It's just not for me. And guess you know, which uh, role, guess whose role they cast first, Carl? And they built the movie around that casting. Oh, that would be Liskow, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This is that makes sense. A movie. Yeah, I mean that makes sense the way that it's put together. There's no doubt. Even Travolta <laughs> is good. Nancy Allen is good. Why don't you like this? I love it, and it has one of the darkest oh endings ever. See, uh, this, this reminds me too much of the conversation, and, and and to me, the conversation is not only just a better film; it's a it's a more believable film, and it's I think even more depressing. <laughs> but that's me. yeah. But both films are a mediation and a riff on blowout. Yeah, I mean blow up. The Antonioni film. Right. And next is another movie that was cast great, acted <laughs> great. Why didn't it work? I actually like this, but the problem with this is it's an American film and it feels too British. And by that I mean it's it, it's distant. You don't get involved in the characters. They, they They're just like... You know, ideas on a page. There's no real... They're more like ciphers for the plot than... Yeah, okay, that's a good way of putting it. I agree. I agree. I agree. But still, I as a needle, I would still recommend. Hey, Carl. uh, Okay. 
I want to ask you a question. I know. We went through this. Okay, go ahead. No. Do you change shape? Uh, no. Well, I do. You know how? How? Drink like a fish. Fuck like a rabbit. <laughs> what are the great lines, man? And this is, we're at the brum, second of the Werewolf Wars of 1981. And this is the most unique of the three. Because it doesn't oh, go where you want to go. Hell, Not even how, close. Many, how many shapeshifter movies you know that end with a meeting in a fucking boardroom? Not not many. Not many. And with a naked El Pachuco. Hell, all the shapeshifters are naked. It's, it, this is a film, you know, when we talk about the three films, and we've already talked about, you know, uh, American Werewolf in London. Or, or yeah. no, we haven't done that yet. We've done the Howling, yeah. and we've done this one. This is the one that I think... I actually like the most hey, in many hey, ways. Except for when we, uh, at the end, when we wrap it up with the bat, with the final battle. But okay, yeah, this okay. one, when if you want to see how really bombed out they let New York before they came in like Superman with the Save New York project. <clears throat> Uh, well, watch Wolfen. Oh, well, I, okay. So I did want to go there for a second. There's um, no set <laughs> at, the, at the time. At the time, I was working for for a woman by the name of Carla Pinza. We her second that. in command. This her second in command was thing. in in uh, South Bronx, and the the setting, what you see right at the beginning of the film, was only two blocks away from her house. So I actually saw that. And, and, and no this, set. So like I said, no set. Yeah. It all looked that yeah. shitty. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is that, yeah, it's a horror movie, but do you know what it's, the real horror is? It's the G word, isn't it? The yeah. Steven. The dirtiest what the G word, word in the world. Gentrification. Yep. Yeah. I mean, look That's at the, this follow-up cast, Carl. Uh, Tom Waits. Yay. James Tolkien. Tolkien. Van Johnson. Tom Noonan. No, no, no. Tom Diane, fucking Noonan. <laughs> yeah. Diane Verona. Gregory Everybody, Hines. Yeah, well, we've, well, we're not going to talk about the big three because everyone knows about them. You know, Ray, Albert Finney, Gregory Hines, and Edward James almost. I mean, this one is stacked with characters. And next and in actually, the movie... Go ahead. I was just, just going to say that this is... I think this is one of Edward James Olmos' best roles. This is just... He's just so good in this. He's good and, in you know, everything. Yeah, I understood, but this this one, 
is where he's he's in a movie that everybody's watching. You know, I mean, we go to yeah. suit and some other things in that period of time. Uh, but man, he's so good in it. And and this Next. was the first movie where I noticed yeah. Tom Noonan. Okay, I, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. And next is a weird little movie. Well, I consider it a weird movie, but Carl likes it. And that is Escape. Nor is it. No, it's Victory, isn't it? Yeah. And, well, the British title was Escape to Victory. The American title was Victory. I have to say that this was one of my father's favorite films. So I, I am definitely... Uh, yeah, didn't uh, you say uh, it's because of uh, Pele? Yeah. Well, Pele in particular, he, he loved uh, he loved Stallone, too, in this. He just loved the whole idea. Stallone was cast in this. He sticks out like a midget at an orgy. <laughs> yep. I mean, you got Michael Caine, Max von Sydow. Uh, Pele. Uh, just all these great British actors and other great Owen actors. And there's some Sylvester Stone going, <laughs> no. Yeah, but he liked it. My dad liked the movie. And it's directed by John Huston, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of odd. Um, it's not a great film, but it's okay. That's what it is. <laughs> Certainly better and, than our next one. And here we go with... Uh, two horrible films, then two great fucking movies. Yep. Under the Rainbow, the story that they based the movie on is fucking legendary. Yes. The movie, I mean, it's... Agreed. Just, yeah. It's awful. Even with Mako in it. Right, and, 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 you know, the funny thing is, one of my favorite people was part of the screenplay of this, and they basically cut out a screenplay, and that's Harry Hurwitz. Love Hurwitz. Yeah, but they he did. based it on talking to all of the little people who were still alive who worked on uh, under... Exactly. And then they just took that and just destroyed it. Made a PG movie. Mm-hmm. They cut down the But it has one of our favorite actors in it. Has a couple. No, Mako. Phil Fancondo. I love Mako. Yeah, no. but Phil Fancondo, man. Yeah. Zelda and Bill, Billy Barty, too. Yeah. Billy Barty. And now let's move over to the good shit. Well, this is Peter Weir and his which also which definitely means good shit. And another depressing Australian war drama movie. Yes, please. Gallipoli. Gallipoli. God, this is so good. And if you're not crying at the end of the movie, you got no soul. You got no soul. You got yeah. no soul. 
And Mel Gibson is so good in this. And I yeah. know he has back Mark these Lee, days, Mel Gibson. Well, everybody is good in it. Yeah. That's a must-see. That's all we can say about it. And next is the best. Well, John Candy is great in three roles. Joe Flaherty is great. Dom Franks is great. Eugene Levy rocks. Harold Ramis is good. Richard Romulus is fucking great. Romantic. John Vernon. Yeah, Romantic. John Vernon. Oh. John Vernon's fucking great. Oh, yeah. And that is Heavy Metal. Oh, God. I could have watched the whole movie, the first two stories. Yeah. As much as yeah, I it's love a little miss for me because of the stories, but there's a couple well, of those stories that, that are just so that's good. That's the curse of the anthology. The first right, story, exactly. Harry Canyon, is just ooh good. Oh, that that's the best of them by far. I gave her the red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> And the second story, Dan, is great. Yes. John Candy's voiceover is great. And I'm sorry, I love Eugene Levy and, uh, let's see, Joe Flaherty is Stoned Alien. Yep. Snorting cocaine off, off the spaceship floor, man. God damn that! Yeah, two tons of it. I think, <laughs> you know what they, you know what they really should have had uh, your guy. What was his name from Popeye? Harry Nelson. Harry Nelson walk in and look at those two big pilots snorting and go amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Part. Can you land it stoned? Oh, I've landed plenty of times in that condition. And it has a great soundtrack, too. It's just the soundtrack. only story that wasn't in the comic, but in the movie, Tarna is not that good. Yeah. Oh well. It ends, it ends with the weakest story. Yeah. Next is oh God no. Okay, yeah. I I'll take this real quickly, okay? Because you okay. you dropped one, okay? So Mickey Rose, who worked with Woody Allen, decided to do a movie that was a comedy slasher, and boy does it suck. <laughs> And not only does it suck, but the previous week, he came out and he did the uh, screenplay to a film that's even worse called Condor Man. Uh, well, can you forgive I Can you forgive me the only mo- one of the films that uh, Disney's acting in Paris of? But Student Bodies is so bad that Mickey Rose takes out his cameo the movie. Yeah. 
And Richard Belzer has also complained about this movie a lot. And you know what I'd say to Belzer and Mickey Rose? What? Fuck you. Student Bodies isn't Tarzan the Ape Man with Bo Derrick. <laughs> True. And Richard Harris and John Philip Law and Miles O'Keefe. Oh, God, help us all. That's all we have to say. Uh, it's bad. Don't even try. The fact that... Uh, Someone asked Richard Harris about this movie in an interview, and he nearly fucking took the poor interviewer apart. Is the only yep. good thing about this movie. It's horrible. It's, yeah, we're in the shit thing. Galaxy Express, directed by Corman. Roger Corman. I don't know this one. It's anime. Oh, dude. so I've never seen it. No, me neither. And next is one of Wes Craven's almost films. Almost good. Almost. But it the does The best thing suck. about it is Ernest Borgnine, by far. Yeah. No, as a... a uh, yeah, the whole idea sure. of the Pentatite is great. Right. It's just they don't do shit with them. Yeah, exactly. It's a shame. But Borgnine's really good in this. And then Michael Berryman is sort of like uh, his right-hand man is really good, too. But that's and the next, only reason I got this. a great story. Okay, uh, talk to me. The star of this movie uh, was bragging that I'm going to take Toro Tanaka down with one kick. I'm go, you know, he's bragging on said he's going to take down Toro Tanaka with one kick. So Toro Tanaka found out, and he braced up. So it's like the star of this movie, Chuck Norris, jumped and drop kicked a rubber piece of a big piece of bouncy rubber because all he did was bounce off his chest Tanaka wasn't going to be taking his shit and this is an eye for an eye which is a pretty good very violent but look who's in it and you'll see why it's so good Christopher Lee check Richard Roundtree check Mako, check, check, check. Rosalind Chow, check, check. Professor no, Toro Tanaka, Tanaka, check, check. Yeah, Terry Kaiser, check. Nigel Dav- yeah, not, uh, Mel Novak, Nigel Davenport. This is check. This is a little action movie, and it works. Yeah, it's it's solid. It's solid, and it's one of Norris's best, but that's not because of Norris. It's because of everybody else in the movie. No, Norris is actually good in it because they no, forced him good. to get up I'm to saying, their level. For me, it's like, check it out, Mako and, and, and Tanaka yeah, and Terry Kaiser and all like, that. Uh, Chuck Norris was one of those actors that only rose as high as his, ca- as his supporting cast. 
Exactly. He had to run to keep up with like Christopher Lee and Roundtree and all that. And next and is and next is a movie's title. I say, well, why didn't you show up naked to the party? They all laughed. God, uh, and you just uh, Peter Bonnick is one of those directors that. Just when you thought he had made his worst film. Yeah. And let me, and let this, me just say something. When when there's a movie that stars Ben Gazzara and you basically want to take a nap, something is wrong. This is the movie saying. where Peter Bob picked up Dorothy Stratton Leading to her getting killed. Yep. And we're at number three. The only werewolf movie. Movies. That only shows that if you went to take a five second piss. You would miss every frame. Every. Yeah, you're breaking up again. Well, we don't lost you, you agree? Well, every your shot mic's bad, of... man. What? Your mic is bad. Yeah, I think or so. And I... Well, I'll be back, and don't shut it. Just shut up till I get back, because this won't be long. Okay. Uh, just so you know, we're we're talking about American Werewolves in London, and it's a good film. Uh, I'll uh, I'll leave it at that until Stephen gets back. But of course, it stars David Naughton, Jenny Gutter, Griffin Dunn. How many seconds um, did it take me to hang up and call back in? It was about a minute. About, about a minute, no more than that. That's about twice as long as the fucking werewolf is shown in that movie. I know. The the the, the transformation that that minute that they do the transformation it, is absolutely Well they astounding. don't even show the werewolf in there. All you see is the fucking eyeballs. I'm talking the yeah. full on shot. It's only fifteen mother seconds. Yeah. The best scene in American Werewolf, well, let's just say this is not David Naughton's movie. This is not Jenny Ogader's movie. This is Griffin Dunn's movie. Oh, it's a fucking little Yeah, the scene where him and the guy are fighting, him and the other guy that he killed are fighting theater is just brilliant. By the way, that's Rick Mail is the other guy. Yeah. Oh, no wonder it's brilliant, but still. <laughs> Why don't you blow your brains out? Hey, he's my friend. He's not my fucking friend. He killed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Moving. We'll talk about this more when it gets to the end, but you pretty much say that we're not in the boat when it comes to an American werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. 
outside of the great transformation scene, which if you look at if you put the howling and they at this on transformations, they're pretty much equal. Except you get to see the werewolf in howling. You get to see a lot of werewolves in howling. <laughs> yeah, but Next is first Monday in October about the world's first female justice. God, this movie sucks. It was what it was. Yeah. The next is not, the not odd little movie. Why I like it. This is the oddest redneck movie ever made. Oddest, weirdest. <sighs> Honky Tonk Highway. The one thing is John Schlesinger, who's British. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and it's Howard Hesseman's only starring role in a film. Uh, it's it's weird. It's strange. I don't particularly like it, but at least it's not like anything else out there. Oh God! So that, thank God that, these two noirs have redeemed our bad period. Mm-hmm. And the first is one of Sidney Lumet's best films that deserve Oscar Camet, Oscar nods to Jerry Orbach. Uh, Treat Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is just so good. I tell you who else is good in that is Lindsey Krauss and, and Bob is yeah. really good in that, Oh, too. Bob Balaban is fucking great. Do you think we give a shit about you? No, <laughs> we don't. You're a scumbag. Yeah, I mean, just the way he just slapped him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I have a, I have a better appreciation of this film... Since I've known you, because this is one of your favorite of of, of Lumet, and so I've rewatched this a couple of times over the ten years or so we've been working yeah. together. Yeah, and I have a much better appreciation of this than when it first came out in '81. Yeah. So. And plus, it has one of the greatest noir lines ever, as in it. Okay. You didn't. You didn't remember. Uh, Treat Williams is broken. He looks shell shocked. He talks to Jerry or- Orbach and says, "You didn't talk. What did they do to you?" And Orbach just looks at him and says, "Not a goddamn thing." Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And Carl, what's the first thing that? Every one of your girlfriends said to you when they first meet you. Uh, you're stupid. I okay. like that in the man. I like that in the man. And that <laughs> is the great, great. This ain't no neo-noir. This is an 80s noir. Prince of the City, I would put as a 70s noir. Still sitting the de- Well, it's set. The story is talked about. It's set in the 70s, 70s. yeah. Yeah. But 
Body heat. God, is this so good. Yes. William Hurt plays one of the best saps in noir history. And Kathleen Turner plays one of the best film fatales in Oh, she this made her yeah. career. Yeah. This made her career by far. I mean, look who else is in this. Ted Danson, Richard Crenna, uh What's his name? It was in Angel Heart. Hugh Rourke. No, I don't think Mickey Rourke's in this. He's not listed. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy that 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 Hurt talks to. Hmm. You know, I don't remember. He's like in one I've scene, been but years he's a good. It, so. Michael Ryan. I mean, the only problem I have with this is. Richard Crenna's character is pretty much a cipher. We really don't get to know him, unlike uh, what's-his-name who gets killed in uh, Farewell, My Sweet. Right. And next is one of Carl's... Go ahead. Oh, this this is... One of Carl's favorite movies. No, it's Ever. not. It's a misfire beyond belief, and I remember you like Ellen Arkin, this. So you yeah, like I saw this in the theater. Okay, I saw this in the theater, and I walked out disgusted because I love Alan Arkin. I love Jack Warden. You know, Danny Aiello, uh, Danny Glover, Sid fucking Hagen. Hey, Vincent Chiavelli, what were you thinking, Vincent Chiavelli and Sid Hagen? <laughs> Chiavelli, you know, I mean, seriously. I thought this was going to be great, and it was horrid. Oh, Choo Choo and the Philly Flash, and let me tell you something, Carol Burn. Funny, there's no chemistry between her and Arkin. None. None. Okay, moving on. And next is a pretty good old school horror film. Which I don't know why it's called a slasher, because it's a goddamn monster movie. Yes, it is. It's Hell Night. I mean, there's really only four characters in the movie. Linda Blair, Vince Van Patten, Peter Barton, and Sookie Gold Godwin. Goodwin. The rest Mm -hmm. of them are just meat. And, and, and one thing I will say about this is that Tom De Simone was actually a, a porn director. And, and yeah, this was a breakout for him. I think it was Vincent Van Patten is just having a blast. Oh, absolutely! Like when Sticky pulls out, uh, I've got Jack Daniels. Downers and tunes. The man's man Payton is going, oh, I love you already. Yep. <laughs> if you like old school gothic horrors, this one is good. Yeah, it, it is. It is. This is. This was a real surprise for me. I did not expect this as good as it was. 
This is the next film is the film that Howard Hessman in every scene of this movie looks like he either wants to vomit or just take a shower. Mm-hmm. He feels like he should apologize to the audience every second he's on the screen. What were and they I'm, thinking? With Christelle, cool. She's about forty. Who are we gonna team her with? What guy? Eric Brown, cool. He's twelve. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And next is a movie that I was shocked how good it was, how much this has held up, and how good John Belushi was at starting his transition. Friday Night Live slob party guy. Mm-hmm. To a serious actor, and that's Continental Divide. I love this movie. I... I love this movie. Now, one thing, one of the reasons I think this movie is so good is was the director, Michael Apted. And he did Lord. all the Seven Up movies and 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 um, did so many great films. And he, this is really really good, and it's surprising. Yeah. And of course, it died. You know, nobody went to see it. Well, there's a little incident that happened close. Right when it got released, it sort of killed any enthusiasm for the movie. Okay. You can try as hard as you can, but you can't get over John Belushi OD'd and died about six to, about four to six weeks before this movie came out. Yep. Damn, damn, damn. If Belushi would have been arrived, it would have gotten great reviews, unlike The Razor's Edge, but it still would have got the same reception as The Razor's Edge. Mm-hmm. Do you think if he would have stayed alive, Belushi would have transitioned into a Bill Murray-type career? Actually, the closest I would come is this brother, is Jim Belushi. Um. I, I mean, could see him as a second, from, uh, as a second banana like Jim was. No, what I mean is transfer from like uh, uh what's oh, I, his name? I, Bill I Murray did from yeah. being the slob comedy star to actors in independent movies or smaller movies where he gets no, to I, act. I, yeah, I, mean, I agree with you on that. My proof on that, on that, and I'll bring it up, is old boy. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. That's a great little film. Old Boyfriends. Yeah, he's so good in it. Mm-hmm. He's still, yeah. And next is a German film that was cut down from uh, a TV miniseries length, but it doesn't lose any of the tension and just Error of this movie. One of the greatest war movies of all time. Period. And if you're claustrophobic, don't watch this. Don't. 
No. Nope. Because you'll be going, Das Boot. <laughs> das Boot. Or Not boat. German. Trust me, it's Das Boot. It's Das Boot. Never mind. Everyone we call, <laughs> that's the way it's been called over here, so fuck you. But yeah, let's see. Wolfland Peterson, this is the film that broke him out. Jurgen Prock now, same thing. And the rest mm-hmm. of them are all good. And it's about, Jurgen Prock now, it's about a U-boat captain and its crew on a tour of duty underwater during World War II. And things go wrong. Let's just say that. Well, it's just your basic war patrol. Mm -hmm. I've heard of uh, uh, people who were in U-boat crews in World War II who went to see it and really got some PTSD. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And next Agreed. is one I'm like, Howard Pinter, how could you make such a boring, bizarre piece of shit as a screenplay? And that, oh, no wonder it sucked. The director's name is Carl. Carol Rice, actually. A uh, British Still close uh, enough. filmmaker that was from uh, Czechoslovakia, I think. Yeah, um, but the flinch lieutenant's woman. There's no way to not call this uh, a mess. Hey, it's a movie about. Awards. Yeah, because it's Meryl Streep, and she won all the awards during this period. Mm-hmm. But really, it's a mess of a story about them filming a movie that. While telling the real story that the movie's based on, but showing the movie reality too. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. What do you think of it, Carl? Well, all I can say is the best thing about it is David Warner. And the only reason I, I watched it was for David Warner. Yeah, Not don't you agree to me that it's a narratively it's a narrative mess? It's, um, I don't consider it a mess. I consider it misguided. I understand what they were trying to do, but it didn't work. Yeah. Not for me, anyway. And next is Frank Perry does it. Well, I wouldn't say it's good because I'm straight. Now, if I was gay, I would be talking about how great this movie is. To quote Kevin Kex Hayes, No wire hangers, bitch! (laughs) Oh, God. I think the only movie where where, uh, the lead actress, Faye Dunaway, was up for an Oscar and a Razzie. Yeah, no, uh, Holly Berry on the year she won in Monsters Ball. Oh, okay. But this was the same movie. 
Yeah, but this is the same movie. We're the same <laughs> movie. He was up for an Oscar and a rap. <sighs> okay, that one. But yeah, it's it's campy as hell. I couldn't get through it to be honest. Well, I've gotten through it, but that doesn't mean I like it. But I can understand where its cold appeal comes from. Oh, yeah. And next is a, a weird little movie that is so good, but oh, so I love this weird. Movie. I love this movie. Yeah. First, and first with, and only film directed by Jack Fisk, who is Sissy yeah. SpaceX's husband. And who was this um, production uh, designer on a number of films, including Phantom of the Paradise. That's how they Yeah. Know. And look who uh, stars in this. Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. Duh. Eric Roberts. Sam Shepard. R.G. Armstrong. William Sanderson. Henry Wall- Thomas. Tracy Walters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that. And I'm going to tell you something. Sanderson is so good in this. He's just amazing in this film. And and, and, and I love this movie. It's a drama and it has it's very oddball and and, um, yet at the end it it, it just so works. I love this movie. Yeah, it's the only time they don't say who the raggedy man is and (laughs) You don't give a shit. No. No. I mean, he does what he does, but it's also less than Enigma. Who is he? Right. It's a good film. Check it out. Yeah. Again, another movie I saw in the theater. Anyway, keep going. Well, I've seen it on HBO like 99% of us did. Mm-hmm. And next is oh god George Cukor's final film and a piece of shit. Rich and famous. It, this film didn't huh? make any of the people in it rich or famous. And, and, and this uh, movie has Ray Bradbury in it. My God. Paul Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Roger Vadim. They're all in a, uh, they're all in a uh, uh, party scene. And they're, they're in it for like 30 seconds. Is this the one where Chris Meredith yeah, is naked yeah. with a book covering his weenie? Yep. <laughs> oh God! This movie is so bad. And next is a movie, the last film. Well, what happened was is when Sun Classic broke, uh, Conway, the director, David O'Malley, and Bob Hunt for Sun Classics. little monster movie. Yep. The Boogans. I like this movie. Yeah. I love the history and the setup behind it. This movie 
was a lived-in house, and that's what mm-hmm. I mean, Doug, how many of these movies have we seen tonight that we can We lost you. They've been a couple. I lost exactly what you said. Uh, how many films tonight have we complained that they really aren't? Again, I lost you. Go fuck yourself. Well, I'm, it's not me. Go on, Stephen. Okay, we're talking about this book, and, and it's a good film. It's been a long time since I've seen it, to be honest. But I remember seeing it. Um, and it's it's a good little monster movie. But what I said before I left, you moronic, moronic, Carl, uh, was... Uh, <laughs> How many films do we complain tonight don't play like they're lived-in houses? Mm-hmm. True. Agreed. Yeah. And next is Carl's favorite Michael Schultz movie ever. Oh, Carl's God, favorite no. Denzel Washington film ever. Nope. Carl's favorite Jack Warden film ever. Nope. Okay, this is a mess that would have been considered racist even back in the 70s. Yep, it's bad. Carbon, this movie is bad. Very bad. Speaking of bad, let's go on over to the Neil Simon crap category. Only when I laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, moving on. Exactly. And next is the best comedy ever with assless pants. Oh, God. This thing. It's just horrid. Yeah, so fine and it sucks. Let's see. So fine. Only when I laugh in carbon copy. Made a little bit of money. But this next. Fucking film. Fucking bombed at the dog box office. And no one gave a shit about it for 40 fucking years. I know. And it's one of the best of Walter Hill. And one of the best. Uh, Ry Cooper. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And that is Southern Comfort with Keith Carradine, Powers Booth, Fred Ward, Franklin Seals, T.K. Carter, Lewis Smith, Peter Coyote, Carlos Browns, Byron James, Sonny Landon. Yep. Oh, Byron James is so good. You don't come down here to our country and fuck with us. This our land, not your land. You know, and it's another uh, Vietnam uh, allegory. And it's yeah, about, good. 
Yeah. And David Keith Carradine and Powers Booth have some great chemistry. What do you do? You see, what do you do down here? Down here in New Orleans, we do some serious children. What do we you do in uh, Texas? Mostly, we just sit around and drink beer. We got our shit together. <laughs> yeah. Right and it has a missing father figure too, which is Peter Coyote. Because really, that's when shit really falls apart for the soldiers as soon as, spoiler, Peter Coyote gets his head shot off within the first 15 minutes. Right. So good. Oh, absolutely. And this is a movie I liked, but I wished was better. Okay. That's True Confessions with... Robert De Niro and Robert Duvall. It's a good film. Yeah, but... It's a good film. The ending doesn't come together. Yeah. I can see that. They have good cast, though. You know, De Niro, yeah. Duvall, Burgess Meredith, Charles Durning, Ed Flanders... Um, oh, and fuck you, Wolfen is not the best Edward James Almost movie to come out in 1981. We'll get to that in a little tiny bit. Okay. But first, we got to talk with Ninjanko Dero, Susan George, Shokasugi just tearing, stealing every ounce of the screen that he can. God bless Shokasugi. Seriously. Yeah. Enter the ninja. 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 <laughs> and let's be honest, Christopher George has one of the best ever in this movie. Uh. Franco Nero shows a shooting star right in the chest and he just raises his arm and goes, Yeah. What can you do? It falls backwards. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. It's trash, but it's fun trash. Speaking of just pure trash, let's get these two out of the way. Hey, I want to make a movie about this dirty, sleazy thing. What's it called? King Maude Adams. No, I'm joking. It's about just Tattoo. Yeah. Tattoo. What what's so shocking and dirty about tattoos? Normal white people don't cap them. So we can make them seem exotic. It's just a fucking tattoo. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't forget Leonard Frey as, as as the stereotypical gay guy, too, in this movie, which is so bad. This movie is just one of those that wants to be shocking, but you're sitting there going, why, why, why? Well, okay, just remember this, too. The, the screenplay was by 
Louis Buñuel's daughter, George so? Buñuel. <laughs> Still doesn't so, keep so they thought, being, oh, uh, well, the daughter can, can – this is going to be another Louis, you know, type of, uh, uh, you know, satire. No, it was fucking bad. I could see okay. her going home and showing this to her dad and her dad beating her with a belt. Yes, I, I could see that too, actually. <laughs> Uh, next Oh, is let me take this one, please, because fraternity? you're just going to give it. Fraternity? No, not fraternity. Okay, no, you can take fraternity. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> Burt Reynolds wants to knock you up, and he'll pay you a million dollars to do it. That is the premise of David Steinberg's pictorial effort, Fraternity. And if you think that sounds sexist, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, this, this movie is so sexist that even sexist people go, eh, ooh, ah. <laughs> and now let's get to the best. James almost film. Okay, could we, before we do that, let's get rid of the one more that you're going to complain about that Wait, I want no. to take. No, no, no. This is okay, the fourth you in the werewolf the wars. The, the fourth yeah, okay. of the werewolf wars. And Carl's going to take this because, like he said, I think this is a... <laughs> That's all I'm yeah. going to say. No. Take it away. So, I love Larry Cohen. And Larry Cohen decided to do a werewolf movie called Full Moon High, which was his take on Teen Wolf. I think it's better than Teen Wolf, but it is weird as fuck. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. You're dumbass. (laughs) Teen Wolf was filmed in 19... Or and right. released in 1986. So how the hell could Larry Cohen take off a film that okay, hadn't that's been? True. So it was the other way around. <laughs> Teen Wolf was yeah. Teen Wolf took out from this one. But anyway, this is basically Adam Arkin's father, who is Ed McMahon, is a diplomat, business guy that goes to Bulgaria. And uh, Adam gets gets bit by a werewolf, and uh, is part part of uh, is, is part of the football team, and and it just gets even weirder than that. I like it because it's just out there. You have not seen anything like this. You never will. It's Thank not going to happen. Thank God. You know? Yeah, I'm not saying you're you're wrong. Okay, I'm not saying you're wrong. But just as so man in this movie is just like brilliant. Listen, listen to these people, okay? I know. Kenneth Mark, this, yeah, they should just not. let these people sit around talking. them this shit. Yeah, script. maybe. Alan Arkin, but, uh, Bob Saget, Pat Morita, Lorraine Landon. Just God. <laughs> I mean, they should have just listen, shut I up like and it. just... It's weird. It's weird and yeah. it's strange and I like it. There you go. Ford. I'm not saying and... it's good. 
But it's weird. It's and strange. I'm saying this movie that we're talking about should have been up for Oscars. It wasn't. Should have been for Best Adapted Score. It wasn't. Should have been nominated for any award it could be at the Oscars. It wasn't. And that is the great Louis' film debut, Zoot Suit. As much as I talk about Edward James almost as great, Daniel Valdez, Charles Aidman, Tyne Daly, Jace John Armas, Mike Gomez, Alma Martinez, Frank McCarthy, Lupio Retes, Marco Rodriguez, Kelly Ward, Kurtwood Smith. Robert Feltran, too. Yeah, it's just great. So, why so did the movie this is not... Based... Yeah, why... Go ahead, Carl. The movie's based on an actual play, and it's based on... Right. <laughs> Which happened uh, because of uh, 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 Chavez Ravine. They were uh, taking down this Mexican uh, suburb of Los Angeles to build the Dodger Stadium, and and it was and and the just everything just transpired into these these riots, and and it's. And as I said, it's based on a play. And when you first start the movie, you're, you're walking into the theater to sit down and see the play. Uh, and the people is, watching the play are all right. of the original yeah. Zoo Suit Riot. And it, it's and phenomenal. The it's main phenomenal focus of the, that sh- of the story is two uh, Latinos who were framed for these murders of these uh, Navy guys who were killed in self-defense, but they made it out to make them murderers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a very it's a political tale, and it's a very political movie, and uh, basically... Edward James almost plays El Pachuco, who's supposed to be the Latino bad boy spirit. You know, he's supposed to be the heart of what it's like to be a Latino. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but this is good. It's better than good. It's great. Yes, it's great. Great. And it's good enough for us. No question. We've, None. Sadly, we talked about this last week. I don't know why, but we already got this one out of the way, so we can move on. That's The Watcher in the Woods. Damn good. I like this movie. Yeah. Again, another Disney film that, that what were they thinking? And... This next movie, I'm surprised, did not get any acting awards, didn't get any nominations for script, and it really became like the midnight movie for intellectuals. And I Don't love you it agree? to death. I love this yeah. movie to death. Absolutely. My Dinner with Andre, which is basically right. two friends, 
Andre, Andre Gregory, Gregory and Wallace Shawn sit Shawn. down and talk. Over dinner. That's it. That's it. It's wonderful. You got to keep up with it. It gets it gets deep into philosophy and all sorts of things. And so what's not funny for is everybody. this is the movie that made Wallace Shawn. Yeah, it did. Absolutely, it did. No question. And next is the best slasher of. 1981, hands down, let's go to the woods. Chris Lemon, Greg Henry playing the final girl, and Jamie Rose, no, Deborah Benson, killing a maniac in one of the most jaw-dropping and jaw-splitting ways there is. Unbelievable. And not and only do you have George Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Great, great. George Lee, Jeff Lieberman's Just Before Dawn. Damn, this is a great film. Not only do you have George Kennedy and Chris Lemon and Greg Henry, mind you, but you have the, the great girl. Mike Kellen there. And Jamie Rose and Deborah Benson. This is this is a phenomenal film. And that really and says something about Greg Henry plays the final girl in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yep. Good film. And Good next film. is a movie that. Uh, well, we missed it in 1982, but these two, these two, these group of idiots from Detroit, Michigan, thought, "Wow, we're going to go down to Tennessee, and it's going to be warmer than it is in Michigan." But what happened when they got to Tennessee? It was the year of the ice storm, and it was below 20 the whole time they were filming. And it was one of the warmest winters in Michigan history. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And that is Samuel Ramey's Book of the Dead. Oh, wait, no, they changed it. The Evil Dead. Bruce uh, Campbell, Ellen Sindwest, Richard Dimanicor, Teresa Tilly, Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, Bob Dorian. Do you remember where Sam and Robert were in the movie? Uh, not offhand. You know those two uh, fishermen that wave at their car when they're honking oh, yes, the horns? Yes. And he says, I'll uh-huh. go to hell. I'm not honking at you. That's Sam and Robert. Okay. And if you look at the page of the Book of the Dead, it it says that. Sam and Robert are 
the fisherman at the start. It is a wonderful film. It is definitely Bruce Campbell's coming out party. You know, everyone else, nobody else remembers it's anything other than Bruce. Two. Seriously. And Sam And Raimi it's brutal as hell, too. Oh, yeah. That one sequence with the, the, the tree, and still to this day, people wince at. Yeah. And who the hell is Bob Dorian? How do we know that name? I'm trying to think. Robert Dorian, how do we know that name? I I I'm, I can't. I'm not placing it. Oh, he was the host on American Movie Classics before it went to shit and became AMC. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, this is Robert Dorian for American Movie Classics. No wonder I don't know. I never saw that before in my life. Well, there you go. Yeah. Is Robert Aldrich, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, seriously. Let's just move on from all the Marvel. <laughs> bad yeah. movie. Bad movie in the corner. Bad corp. Bad Robert Aldrich. And this next movie proves a simple fact. There's only one person who can kill Sid Haig. And who is that? Sid Haig. Connell likes big worms. <laughs> God. This yeah. is a very... If you don't say, what the fuck, at least three times, then you're not watching this movie. This is a great little film. I love Galaxy of Terror. And may I just say, Ray Walston? You know, I don't Edward know how Albert. he got involved in this, but but God bless Ray Walston. Salmon King, uh, Robert England. Taffy O'Connell. Yep. Aaron King. Moran, too. Yeah, I said Robert England, Sid Haig, Grace the Bisky. Yep. And who the hell is hanging up McDonald's styrofoam containers in Galaxy of Terror? Who are those two guys that became friends because they were hanging styrofoam oh, 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 containers that was, um, from... Terminator. Yeah. James, uh, uh, yeah. James Cameron and... Do, 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 Who's the other one? Bill Paxton. Oh, Bill Paxton, that's right. Yeah, that's how they met. Quote Jill and Pat, Jim, Jim Cameron, there's no way mm-hmm. not to become friends with Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. And next is what I see inside Carl's head, Nightmares in the Deranged Mind. I don't even know this, so... It's Don't the one that Tom Savini sued because of effects for this movie, but they put his name all over the poster as him doing the effects, and he cut that shit off. Okay. Okay, it's I know of it because of that, but I've never seen it. It's a mean little slasher 
with too many shots of the Florida freeway. Okay. And next is the pit. This is the one with the little boy with the teddy bear that tells him uh, people into this pit with like killer goblins or dwarves or whatever the hell is down there. Yeah, no. I've heard of it, but not seen it. And next is Silence of the North. Directed by Alan King, and I don't know this movie. Even though it's got Ellen Burstyn, Tom I'm scared. Yeah, I don't know this at all. Okay, well... It's a biography film, so... And uh, uh, from uh, author Olive Fredrickson, taken from the book of the same name. It's yeah. Canadian. So, yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, don't know it. And next, I'm going to sing the song from our... from this next movie. Okay. <clears throat> Amazing Grace Come sit on my face. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Give me some of your pie. <laughs> yep. And they say to him another thing is all you think about is your dick. No. Think about putsy and tits and ass too. With the, I'm and, trying to remember. Is that is that the great Leo Rossi? Yeah, Leo Rossi <laughs> in Halloween too. It's a good movie, but just those scenes with the great Leo Rossi are the best things ever. Oh, so far out of the blue. He's the best thing in the whole movie, by far. Yeah, let's see. John Carpenter uh, direct, uh, wrote it with no, Deborah Rick, Hill. Rick Rosenwald directed it. Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasant, Charles Cypress, uh, Lance Guest. But uh, it is Leo oh, Rossi. Yeah, here's one of Carl's. This is your. This should have been your name, Carl. Hunter Von Leer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it. Dick Warlock, Nick Castle, Tony Moran, uh, the, the Billy Warlock, Nancy Loomis, Dana Carvey. Whoa! Yeah, it's fun. Not as fun as the first one, but it's fun. And next is two films that in 1981 were like, oh, these movies are sci-fi bullshit. This is bullshit. And guess what? They became reality. This Looker with Albert Finney and James Coburn. Directed by Michael Crichton. Ain't it scary how Looker has gone beyond science fiction to science fact? 
Uh-huh. And just... it's all about mysterious deaths uh, of female models who have undergone cosmetic surgery. So there you go. Yeah. And next is a movie that when it came out, it was hated. People thought that the whole story would never, ever come true. And then reality television came along and Richard O'Brien was sitting there with the middle finger going, ha ha, I told you so, ha ha, I told you so. Yep. This movie hit the dart right on the bullseye. Only one problem. It hit the dart 20 plus years too soon. And that is the great shot treatment. Richard O'Brien, Patricia Quinn, Little Mel, Ruby Wax, Rick Mayo, Jessica Harper, Charles Gray, Barry Humphreys. Barry fucking Denon. Yeah. Uh, what's his name from uh, Rick Mayo? No. Charles Gray. Just, uh, you know, and it's a follow-up, Sal, Sal of course. To, to, yeah. It, it's, it's a follow-up to, to, to Rocky Horror. Horror Picture Show. Well, it's a salvaging of the follow-up script to Rocky Horror. Uh, it's basically reality TV. Yeah, and it and it works better nowadays than it did back then because we have no, reality TV, and it has some great songs in it too. Of course, we got Richard O'Brien doing the song, so of course it's going to be good. Yep. Agreed. And next is a TV movie with Jamie Lee Curtis playing Dorothy Stratton and Death of a Centerfold, the Dorothy Stratton story. This movie was approved by uh, Peter Bogdanovich and what's his name? Hugh Hefner. So yeah, in short, not, it was... not so uh, Star 80, of course. Yeah, and this cause... one was basically... Uh, basically, it was a eunuch compared to Star 80. Yeah, Balls and next is Zosa Zito's first film, a pretty damn good little str- slasher called The Prowler. I consider this the second best slasher of the year. I like this movie. Yeah. And Charlie Granger, Lawrence Tierney. Yeah. This movie is about atmosphere. I mean, there's some great kills in it, but it's all about the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And plus, it has one of the greatest Tom Savini stories ever. Well, tell us, please. Uh, Joseph Zito was walking in the graveyard one night to scout this grave that they were going to use in the scene. But while he didn't know is that Tom Sabini was touching up some details, and he heard Zito coming. So he ducked down and hid in the grave. 
And when Zito got to the grave, he jumped out of the grave. Nice. And Zito fell backward and shit, basically almost shit his pants. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't put his fucking helmet on your fucking helmet. Yeah. All right. We're going to skip over fantasies and get to the one that what I consider the third best devil of all time. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And this film really made Terry Gilliam. Then he systematically decided, I'm going to try to destroy my career through every second of every day. To come on past that. <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, he stuck pretty well, actually, considering you're right. Uh, this is a great film. My band is just wonderful. Everybody in it. But the one thing that you and I always, always talk about this, this has got that. If you're a kid and you're watching this, you get to that ending, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah, that's what I was going. Yeah, I was about to say the worst thing was Avco Embassy in Yano's Avco Embassy Pictures sold this as the cute fantasy filled kid movie. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. No. No, no, no. This is a dark fantasy film for adults. And you talk about you talk about uh, the best devil, and of course you we're talking David Warner. Let's not forget the great Sir Ralph Richardson as God. Yeah, as an absent-minded, semi-senile God. You know, I, I tell you something. This period of time, Sir Ralph Richardson was in so many odd films, and I just loved him. I love his later work, and that made me more interested in the stuff he did in the 30s and 40s. So, you know, great, great way to find somebody you like and then go back and and then check out his early stuff. He's great, great actor. Loves Sir Ralph. Richardson. Okay, well, we're going to go into overtime because we're at November and. We're finishing this bitch up tonight. Okay. Let's make it quick, though. I mean, as quick as we can. Oh, yeah, we are. We're in November, motherfucker. November. Okay, so let's go. Let's go. Okay. Clark directed one of the best teen comedies ever that didn't lose that 50s sweetness, even though it's fucking hilarious and raunchy as hell, and that's Porkies. I love this movie. I'm actually, I'm actually fonder of the of of the of the uh, sequel, but that's that's. I know it's the sequel's great too. And next is the pursuit of DB Cooper. Robert Duvall is great. Treat Williams is great. R.D. Armstrong is great. Catherine Harrell is great. Ed That's Flanders is great. So why doesn't this fucking Did, movie work? You know Seriously. why? Because 
because I'll, I'll tell you why. One thing is was buried. This wasn't even released. It escaped. I've seen it no. on the big screen, man. I know, but 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 trust me, it was only in New York for a week. Yeah, New York and Tennessee. No, seriously. How odd a releasing date window is that? And very odd, uh, and it doesn't work completely by any means. There's something wrong with it, but I can't really say what it is. I think it's pacing more than anything else. Yeah. And okay. next is the first of the Warner Brothers, let's just throw a bunch of old shit together and make a movie out of it. The Looney Looney Bugs Bunny movie. And it's really good, unlike most. It's better than and, Space Jam. It's better than Space Jam. Particularly yeah. Space Jam, too. Yeah. And now we're in the sea of Oscar bait. Ragtime. Okay. The book is too long. The movie is too long. But it does have great from Howard Rollins Jr., James Cagney, Brad DeRee. Just a whole bunch of great actors acting great, but it's just too long and it doesn't work. Yeah, I agree. And next is a movie that I heard worked better as a play, but sucks dick as a movie. Whose life is it anyway? This shit. A John Cassavetti's movie I've never seen. It's Richard Dyfus, uh being in a car accident that leaves him paralyzed for the next down. So he spends almost just spends the whole movie bitching about how he wants to die, and that they're assholes and Nazis for not letting him die. Oh boy, I want to watch that movie. Jesus Christ. <sighs> And next is the winner of Best Picture and Best Actor uh, on Golden Pond or Grouchy Old Fart, the movie. Well, what it is, it's good. Yeah, the play's better. The play's better. You know, uh, Catherine Hepburn, Henry Fonda, this was his last role, I think. Uh, Of course, he's paired with his daughter. It's it's what it is. You know, it's what it is. And speaking of pure Oscar bait bullshit, we have dun da 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 Fred. Warren Beatty's a communist. That's the whole movie. Yeah. And yeah, he's trying uh, to fuck Diane Key. He's also fucking Jack Nicholson, and then Jack Nicholson gets pissed off and tells Warren Beatty to start fucking, stop fucking Diane Keaton, and then a big revolution happens, and we have a four-hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And next is Billy Wilder's last film. Uh, and his worst film. Yeah. This is this is really 
really, really bad, even with Klaus Kinski. Yeah. Uh, buddy, buddy. Let's just move along, move along to one of the best scores of a gore film, but one of the worst fucking movies. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Mummy. movie is okay, but that goddamn theme to it is so good. I don't think I've ever seen it. And next is Arthur Penn with four friends, and they can all go to hell. I actually kind of liked this movie when it first came out. I watched it again, and I said, well, I was wrong about that. But it's still interesting. But it's but the screenplay is just it, it, there's too many tonal shifts in the motherfucker. It just yeah. is. Yeah. This doesn't work. And next is the best film of 1981. Fuck you all. The best fucking movie of 1981. And I know. I'm Carl, not saying not, I, I disagree, but it's okay. What do you consider the best? Or have we got to it yet? Um, I haven't I haven't made my decision yet. But I will say this. This is very good. Uh, yeah, I and think that... The BBC, I think the BBC adaptation oh, of it is yeah. better. Steve Martin is great, but he's no... Damn Bob it. Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. He's but no Bob yeah, Hoskins. yeah, this is Pennies from Heaven... Pressing musicals you'll ever watch. Steve Martin, Bernadette Peters, Christopher Walken, just basically stealing the movie. Jessica, Jessica Harper. Harper. Uh, just, yeah, but this is Walken's film, and 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 the other one is Bernadette Peters. Peters is really good in this too. And I'm amazed they didn't change the ending to the British. When they, they made it into that. a movie. Right. That took balls of freaking steel. No, that took Dennis Potter putting his foot down and saying you ain't changing the fucking ending. Yeah. That's what that was. And next is Rollover. Jane Fonda and Chris Christopherson stopped fucking out there's a stock scam going on and then they got to find out who's behind the stock scam and then Hugh Cronin is watching Jane Fonda and Chris Christopherson fuck yeah actually that last part isn't in the movie but that probably would have made the movie a little bit better <laughs> okay <laughs> just Hugh Cronin going fuck her harder fuck her harder And next is one of the most interesting real stories that they changed for the movie, and it they had such a great, interesting story with this about how the paper fucked over this guy because of his family's mom, and that is absence of malice. Why did yeah, it, it's, 
why did they it have to it. say yeah go ahead it saw it but the, but 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 you're right they had to change things and and it doesn't have the same heft to it and again this is one of those movies where the best thing in it is bob balaban again playing a real fucking sleazeball and i love him in it but just i didn't care for it I didn't like this movie, but then I learned about the real story, and it's fucking. Yeah, the real we'll story. Over. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, the real story, you know, uh, there's actually a, a documentary on that, too, which is a lot better, and, and the real story is a lot more interesting. Let's just keep it that way. And next is two inter- one, two interesting failures. First is Ghost Story, which they basically gut the great book because the book is unfilmable. And make it, and just take like one part of the book and make it in there. But what makes this movie watchable in a silly way is uh, King Craig Wasson fall off a building with helicopter penis. <laughs> And I'm being oh, little. That thing goes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the other thing is Alice Creese nude. Okay, let's face it. Oh, she is that woman is She's the only yeah, person she's... that really gets the book spirit is Alma Mobley. Mobley. Yep. Agreed. And the next interesting failure is so good that you wish that it would have pulled it off. And that is Neighbors with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and Kathy Moriarty. But this is Kathy Moriarty's film. She is so good in this. Oh, she's great in this. It's just, why isn't this movie any better? Well, you know, they changed. So so Aykroyd and, and Belushi changed characters. So Belushi is the... The, the nerd in this, and Aykroyd is the real asshole. Things that works. Yeah. But it, it just seemed like it was too artificial. And they changed the book's ending. Long. Right. Which was after he walks out of the house, he's supposed to set the motherfucker on fire and then die of a heart attack while she's giving him a blowjob in the back seat, the John mm-hmm. Belushi character. And then uh, them going, oh, you'll be all right. And next okay. is, well, let's, all I got to say, this movie can be summed up in one sentence. Burt Reynolds versus Henry Silva. In a war of out badass. Enough <laughs> said. And this is the movie where the stunt man was killed doing like a 300 foot dive off a building. Damn. He landed right on his neck. Ow. And next is Carl's vote for worst film of the year. You called it this before. And that is the one, the only piece of shit, Chariots of Fire. Great score. 
My man Jello, yeah. I'll give it that. Here's the whole movie that sold up. I, I'm Jewish. I'm Catholic. Let's run. I can't run. Why? It's on the Sabbath. Oh, well. I'll run. In For you. I will, my friend. I won. <laughs> I'm Jewish. That's the whole movie. Have I left yeah, out I anything from the movie, Carl? No, you did not. <laughs> and this thing no. got all sorts of award nominations, but we'll get in that in a little bit. And next is Harold Becker's with George C. Scott, Timothy Hutton, Ronnie Cox, Sean Penn. Who are good in this? And Giacomo Esposito, who are good? But there's one person they said, okay, go act crazy. Seriously? Yeah, go act crazy. How over the top can I take this? Let's just see. And he goes fucking nuts. Scariest psychos of the 80s. And who would that be, Carl? Um, I'm not sure. Tom Cruise. Oh, okay, that's right. In this movie, it is Cruise, okay. Yeah, Taps is a movie about a bunch of kids who's, uh, uh, military academy is being shut down. From the movie, uh, because George C. Scott is getting Alzheimer's. And he keeps it hidden from his boys. So they decide after he leaves to take over the school and it becomes a siege film. And Tom Cruise just is enjoying himself too much in his role. Well, one of the interesting things that I'm seeing in the film is that the screenplay is, is written in part by Daryl Punnison, who did the last detail. And uh, Yeah. It is better than you would think it would be. It's solid. Okay. I could see that. Well, look at the acting power in it. Tom Cruise oh, yeah. getting there. Great, great acting. Sean Penn, Ronnie Cox, Timothy. Scott. John Carlo Esposito. Yeah, and we're at the last film of 1981. And because Carl likes the director, I'm giving this one to you. This is the last film to come out in 1981. Carl. Okay, so this day, they decide Oh, let's 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 put out this movie about you know Kevin uh, Chase having all sorts of problems with electrical stuff and so on and so forth, and uh, it's very very dark, and it's perfect for for Christmas. And it was directed by Ken Shapiro, who gave us the Groove Tube. And uh, boy, let me tell you something. From what I understand. The studio absolutely fucked with Shapiro on this. And he wanted a real dark film, and they wouldn't let him do it. And he basically turned his back on on Hollywood because of this. 
and it is a mess, yeah. and it is unfortunate. It was an R-rated book. film that they cut down to PG, and you know what Shapiro's ending would have been? Um, yeah, I do, but go ahead. Think Videodrome, people. Think of the final mm-hmm. shot of Videodrome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was to be the ending, Kev- showing Chevy Chase taking a gun and blowing boom. his brains out. Yeah, blowing his brains out. Nope. They destroyed the film, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, this is our. This is another one where they took his balls and went, "Come here." Stop. Okay, first thing, The Werewolf Wars. There were four werewolf movies this year. And I want to rank them from what I put is weakest to strongest. Weakest is still American Werewolf. Because how can you call it a movie about a werewolf if you don't show the fucking werewolf? Mm Mm-hmm. And number three would be Full Moon High. And wait, no, number four would be num where would be Full Moon High. Number three, Wolfen. Wait, number two, Wolfen. Number one, just because of how great its satire works. With all the smiley faces, the howling. Mm-hmm. How would you rank them, Carl? The big four. Okay. The, okay, the four big four movies. Number four would be Full Moon High. I agree there. Whoa. Number three. Uh, uh, no, actually, make that number three. Because yeah, number four I, I really would be American Werewolf in London, Werewolf right? Werewolf in London, the lower, yeah. yeah. So I do like Griffin Dunn in that a lot, okay? And oh, yeah, he's great. Um, boy, man, it's tough. For me, it's real, real tough. Um, can I have them tied? No, I can't do that. This can change day by day, but today... The Howling, number two, and number one is Wolfen. I love Wolfen. It's just such an odd little film, and it's so different than what you expect. Great acting in it. You forget about Dick O'Neill as the mayor. and Just so many good people in that movie. And it starts out as a mystery. It's not even a, uh, you don't even know it's a um, supernatural film. Not at all. So that's what I would think. What do you do? You agree with me or disagree or what? Well, remember I put the howling as my number one and Wolfen is my number two. Yeah, it's real close. Though we're going to catch like I can just feel the dump truck backing up. Beep. American yep. Werewolf in London. Go ahead. More important people and people that we care about more have 
shit on us before over movies. So just back it up, back it up. I got the red paddles right here. Yep. Now for where we get to the award, we're going to get to the highest, the top ten grocers. Number ten, Time Bandit. Yay! Number nine, The Four Seasons. Why? I can remember that movie playing like four weeks down at my little twin theater. It was Mm -hmm. so in love by people. Number eight, Were Your Eyes Only. Number seven, Supplier. Number six, Cannonball Run. Number five, we're at the top five now. Number five, Stripes. Number four, Author. Number three, Superman 2. Number two, On Golden Pond. Number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. And now let's get into an awards. Uh, Best film from the Golden Globe, drama on Golden Pond, musical, uh, Arthur. Arthur. And the winner of the BAFTA, British Academy, and the American Academy Awards for Best Chariot Fire. You'll see why I'm confused here in a second. Best Director, Golden Globes, Warren Beatty. Who directed Jerry at the Fire? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, it was you know, uh, Australian. Because he didn't win shit. Yeah, Best seriously. Director, Louis Maul for Atlantic City on the BAFTAs. Best Director, Academy Awards. Warren uh, Beatty. Warren Beatty, Red. What the? F- how can you? How can? Where is the fire directed itself? <coughs> Best Actor. I think it was Chepsi. Yeah. Still, Where is the fire directed itself? How the hell can you win Best Director and not win Best Picture? Usually those go hand in hand. Oh, that was directed by Hugh Hudson, by the way. Hugh Hudson did Jurassic Park. Yeah, but still, stupid, yeah. stupid. Best Actor, Henry Fonda on Golden Pond, Musical, Dudley Moore, BAFTA. But Lancaster, Atlantic City, Academy Award, Henry Fonda on Golden Pond. Okay, I kind of I agree with both of them as long as they get nods. Best Actress, Golden Globe, Meryl Streep, The Flinch Lieutenant's Woman, Bernadette Peters, pa- the Golden Globe for musical or there's one for pennies from heaven. Yeah. Uh, the BAFTAs, Burt Lancaster, Atlantic City, the Academy Awards, Henry Fonda on no. Golden Pond. No, 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 you missed it. 
you, we were what? talking women. So it's Meryl Streep for the Baptist, for French Lieutenant uh, Catherine Hepburn for On Golden Oh, yeah, Pond. yeah, yeah, Catherine Hepburn. So On Golden Pond swept the acting awards. Mm-hmm. And Best Supporting not, not, Actor, John Gilgood, author, won the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards. And the Baptist in Home, Chariots of Fire. Best Supporting Actors in the Golden Globes. Joan Hackett, only when I ask. And Maureen Stapleton, Red. It's it's Maureen Stapleton, sorry. I think she should win, uh, you know, for so many other roles than this. But yeah, Red, but true. it's Maureen fucking Stapleton. Uh, best Screenplay Adapted, Original. Uh, on Golden Pond, the BAFTAs, you're going to be happy. Uh, and actually, this would be my favorite, my favorite film Bill of the year. Bill Forsyth, Gregory's Girl. Yep, agreed. And uh, best original is, adapted is On Golden Pond. Original, Chariots of Fire. Best original score, Carl Davis. Ooh, what a horrible name. Carl. <laughs> the French Lieutenant Academy Award, Vangelis, Chariots of Fire. Best original song, Arthur's Theme. <laughs> Across the board. New York City. Best foreign language film. Uh, Chariots of Fire? Fire. And... This one I agree with, Mephisto. I agree with that, too. But, yeah, there's nothing we haven't touched uh, big. So what? what is your best film of uh, 81's? Uh, Gregory's Girl. Yeah, Gregory's, Gregory's Girl. Girl. And mine is Pennies from Heaven. It's just for that one scene where uh, Walken sings the title song. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But make sure to get the original British version, too. Yeah, which I think is better than the American. Uh, well, well no, I like I said, but... you can't replace Bob Hoskins. Exactly. And... Uh, Worst picture. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've got a second movie that I would say to Gregory's Girl, too, is Eva. You know, the is French that film, Sean Shot Finette. No, yeah, no that. it's that, 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 you know, the, the guy on the bicycle gets a tape that, that they're all after. And yeah, that's an action film, huh, son? With some of the best non-car chases of movie history. That it's a wonderful film. Yeah. Worst film? Oh boy. That's best. That could be your best foreign film. Mine uh, will probably be Kage. Mine would probably be uh, Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Worst film? I got. I I hate to do this, but I got but, to. What? 
The devil is Max Devlin. Why do you hate? Yeah, it's the worst film. Why do you hate saying you got to go there with that one? It's just that, not good, and I'm so yeah. disappointed in Elliot Gold. I love Elliot Gold, and it's a shitty fucking movie. You too, and the Philly Flash would be another one too. Yeah, my because I had probably, high hopes for both of those. Uh, be uh, modern problems. Yeah, I feel sorry for modern problems though, because you know that was fucking. That you know, you know, the balls were taken out of that. You know that. Yeah, you know they and plus, Cher- and plus, Chevy Chase fucked with Shapiro like crazy. It killed their friendship. Yeah, that I do know. I do know that. But yeah, Which that was nineteen ninety one. But next week is my birthday. Doing my birthday film. Which is the movie that Heather stole every beat it has from? Stole. S-T-O-L-E. You know, I I watched it over the weekend. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? I tend to agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) And this is... And I remember my uh, reviewer in my local uh, paper was confused. She wanted to see another teen bait film, like Porky's or some of the other ones. And she got this political allegory. She's okay. like, I I was expecting this team movie, and I got this political allegory. I need that, you know. Yep. And that's exactly what it is, too. And I can understand why it's confusing, because the tonal shift in this movie comes out of nowhere. But we'll talk more about that next week as we watch Rene Dalder's classic, Massacre at Central. Central High, man. Boy, it's a movie. I'm telling you, it's a movie. And upcoming is we're gonna as the Monster Rama show as down William oh, cool. and we're gonna do be in the show about the KHF. And we're gonna be starting up the hate. Okay, we're losing eight. you again. Okay, Carl. What you got going yeah. next week? What do you have going uh, next basically, week? Basically, on Monday we have Joel Weinkoop is going to come with, come on, and uh, Joel is a uh, no budget filmmaker out of Tampa. He's got over two hundred acting credits. He's directed forty films. The man is a one one person factory. He's unreal. He's also one of our favorite people over at Deviant Legion. We're going to have him on, on on this coming Monday at 8 p.m. So there you go. And is TC doing a show this Sunday? Yeah, he is. He's 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 got his music show. I don't have it up in front of me, but uh, oh. uh, it's uh, Kings and Queens. He, he had to cancel last week, so he's doing the same show again this week. 
Okay, let's do this as a new rule. Presume at the end of every fucking show that I'm going to ask you what's going to be on Deviant Legion this next fucking coming week. And you have a detailed list of what's going on. Well, that's what we've got so far. It's just two shows. We're in yeah. the midst of, of, of some things that are changing, so we're working <laughs> on that. All right, my friend, I gotta go. Okay, so I gotta okay. run. And good night, everybody, and we'll see you next week. All right, see you next week. Looking forward Bye. to it, Stephen. Thanks a lot, man.